Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all having a great day out there today. Muscle Monday, it's gonna be a fun one. Today is about the masseter. One of those big jaw muscles chomping down. So we'll get a big old bite out of this one today. And uh, one of my good friends, he was telling me a while back that uh, the masseter is, according to him, it's something that he heard. And I do not have the evidence to substantiate this right now. But he said that per square inch of muscle, so per size of muscle, it is one of the strongest muscles in our body. I mean, it makes sense. Big biting force, big clenching down. Evolutionarily, we've got to be able to tear, tear some flesh, not just meat flesh from other animals, but that good old fiber, that plant flesh, chew and chew that baby right on up too. So we've got to be on the run, on the go, be able to eat, chow down, make it happen. So there has to be power behind these. And literally, for survival, because if we can't chew, if we can't eat well, guess what? Yeah, well, maybe I guess you can drink smoothies all day, but uh, maybe not quite so in the primal world out there. You know, maple syrup drips, uh, that sap drips real slow from the tree. You'll be, you'll be dead a long time if you sit around there just waiting for that sucker. Anyways, it's master muscle, right? So it's located on the outside of our jaws, chomping down, and we're going to talk about alligators in a second. Um, this actually has a pretty cool comparison to them in a bit. Um, no, we are not quite as de- as deadly as alligators. Well, maybe we are, but just not by bite. Anyways, the masseter. We've got to define where it is, the structure before it can get to the function, just like any other muscle in the body. And again, we'll have the discussion. Is this more of a power muscle, more of an endurance muscle for us? Um, we'll get to that, to that. We'll get to that in a minute. So, where does this bad boy start? This bad boy starts and is located up on your zygomatic arch. But what the heck does that mean and where is it? Well, that's on your face because we're talking about the jaw, obviously. The zygomatic arch is kind of that bony little uh, arch or ridge. If you're up by your cheeks, kind of the fatty part of your cheeks, kind of feel on the outside there, then raise up a little bit. It's that part that's underneath. Um, so you go up from the cheek and you kind of have the big bulk of the bone then go a little bit lateral, a little more to the outside. That's a zygomatic arch that comes way out to the side where you can kind of poke in and feel a little bit of a ridge in there and everything, kind of a divot. It's right above that divot, that's your zygomatic arch. If you look at a skeleton, a skull, you'll see this pretty easily from the side view, getting that little pathway like a bridge right across there. And so again, the zygomatic arch is part of two bones. It's part of the zygomatic bone, lucky guess, right? Uh, then it's part of the maxilla too. And then our, our whole kind of um, jaw complex, so our um, upper part of our teeth and jaw area, that's our mand- um, that's our maxilla, and the lower part, that's our mandible. So the mandible is actually the jaw. And now we're talking about, so that's where this muscle starts, right? Of the zygomatic arch, upper part, kind of by the zygomatic bone, and up by the maxilla. Now we've got to get to the mandible, the jaw, right? So this bad boy is on the ramus or the outside edge angle of the jaw of the mandible. So kind of that curve of your jaw, you got your nice sharp pointed chin, and then around that outside, that big broad angle, that's where this bad boy is attaching down to to help you chomp all day. Chomp all day, chomp all night. So 
that's this muscle that's where it's located that's what it does it puts us <clears throat> at a great mechanical advantage to help with chewing and like we said it's a very strong muscle in the body now is the strength and the output of it more so a factor of the muscle itself is it more so a factor of the amount of work that we use it all the time or is it more of a factor of just the joint structure itself some joints in the body and the way that they're lined up allow us to produce a greater force and a greater motor output compared to others. For example, in the thumb when you're pinching, whenever you kind of pinch your thumb and your pointer finger together, together, the actual force output that you're pinching with, whatever that number is, it's 10 times of a greater force at that uh, lower thumb joint itself. So it dissipates a lot of energy. It's not a very efficient um, Place to get a lot of force out to, but that's fine because we're working on stability and precision in that way. Where with the jaw and the up and down close of the jaw really gives us permission and really allows us to go ahead, chomp down, and have a lot of power output through that area. All right, before we get too carried away with all the actions here, we're going to talk about the innervation. The jaw and, again, most of the muscles of mastication, including the masseter, or like I said, I prefer the mass eater instead of masseter because that's exactly what it does, eat a ton of mass. Um, so another reason why this is uh, up there on a top favorite list of muscles for mine functionally. Love to chow down, man. Anyways, um, innervation. We have 12 cranial nerves in our body. Uh, there are some people out there that say the accessory nerve isn't really cranial nerves. We have more like 11, but anyways, we have 12 cranial nerves that are named. Number five of them is the trigeminal nerve. And it was originally named trigeminal because we thought it had three major nuclei in the body. It actually has four. But again, people were stubborn and scientifically we decided to keep the name because trigeminal just sounds better than quadriminal. Yeah, exactly. And after this trigeminal nerve, we have three different divisions. Um, we'll just call them one, two, and three for now. And so it's the third division of this. Um, the mandibular division that gives rise to both motor and sensory and it goes the, and it gives a motor output for the muscle to move to the masseter and to the majority of the muscles of mastication. Another cool factor about this sensory part of it actually while it does a lot of things too in a lot of areas it actually innervates the joint of our TMJ the temporomandibular joint which is where you get a lot of that, where people can have the capacity to get a lot of that clicking and irritation from a dysfunction of that joint. So again, the sensory input is, gives rise, the sensory input provides sensation, influence, and perceives that in the brain from the TMJ joint, where the motor, the muscle, goes straight to the master and other muscles of mastication. So we got some pretty cool crossover influence there of areas directly located near each other. Now let's talk about the action of this bad boy. We talked about chomping down, right? Exactly. So we're going to elevate the mandible. So we're going to bring the jaw up, aka we're going to close the mouth. Shut your mouth. It's also going to help kind of protrude the chin. The chin, if you kind of ever try and keep your face where it's at and stick your jaw out, that is definitely getting the masseter muscles on both outsides of your face. But then in addition to that too, it helps with ipsilateral or same side excursion of the jaw. So moving the jawbone, the mandible from side to side, switching back and forth. This is not, uh, I'm gonna say it's not a natural motion. Um, 
because it's not one that we do all the time very often. It's a translation of the condyles. Um, and condyles is little bony parts. It's like a slight anterior shift on the same side. Um, so this isn't one that we need a ton as far as extreme ranges of motion. But if you are chewing and you have one side you chew more dominant than the other and you keep switching back and forth, this is very important to be able to have that functionality. So is it a range we use a ton of power in? No, is it a range that we should be favoring one side compared to the other all the time? No, switch it on and off, back and forth. So you don't get some gnarly imbalances that way and develop some TMJ irritation. Keep it balanced side to side. If you notice there is something that, you know, you happen to be chewing one side more than the other, for me, myself, I try evening it up. For example, I know that, you know, I unfortunately had to get a filling back in the day and uh, I know that sometimes like really, really cold food does not feel good on a more sensitive metal filling. So what do I do? Uh, well, if I get those kind of foods, I chew it on the other side, but I try and balance it out back and forth to keep that jaw strength there. Um, and also, it's an endurance workout, baby. Chow down and eat. So again, today, as far as working out these bad muscles, these bad boy muscles are not as much about, oh my gosh, you gotta sit there and train. You gotta train. You gotta go out to the grocery store and buy 14 celery sticks and just chomp down like a freaking bunny rabbit and train all damn day. No. It's about balance. It's about equal coordination side to side. It's about being aware of your shoe and parent. It's about, you know, not hitting everything on the right and nothing on the left. You gotta have balance in life. And that goes for every muscle and everything in your body. Again, TMJ issues, they can... A big factor of that too is not just the muscular component, but the joint and is there a predisposition by a poor posture or poor setup of the neck, the cervical spine along the way that might need to be addressed as well. Everything is a contributing factor to this. Everything is connected. Everything is interrelated. But today was a little quick, short look at the masseter. Now I told you I'd bring up crocodiles or alligators, right? Can't even remember which one, but pretty much the same damn thing. So. For these uh, these crockies, we uh, they have such powerful jaws at closing their mouth. It is absolutely ridiculous, and you do not want to get in the way of that. Plus, the hundred teeth they have in that mouth. I mean, basically, only sharks have more teeth than them, functionally for large creatures out there, and they can chomp down with a powerful, powerful force. But they have extremely weak muscles to open their mouth. Extremely weak. We do it almost passively. But their hinge, their bottom jaw stays open. Their top one's the one that moves and clamps down. For us, their bottom one moves. So we don't really have to have too many strong muscles to move it up. We just have, you know, a little bit. Um, but gravity does the rest. Gravity really lets our jaw hang down. There are plenty of us walking around out here with our jaw hanging down way too much than it should be anyway. But these crocodiles are alligators, right? They're out there and they can chomp down to prey, but if you are ever find yourself in a fight, in a wrestling match with a crocodile or alligator, which for the sake of yourself, your survival, I hope you do not. But if you do, get them to close their mouth and hold their jaw shut. You, a human, human strength, should be, will be able to hold that mouth down and not have it come up and not have it attack you out of nowhere. Because once you get them held down, Unless they start belly flopping all over you, you'll be good. So get some string, get some duct tape, tie that sucker up. All right, y'all. It's been a good episode. It's got me hungry. Good thing I ate already today. It's been a rainy day out here in Ithaca. You're going to go play some ball. 
got some good studying done this morning. Gotta get more studying down to go. All right, y'all. Simply not easy. Chow down, baby.